This is Chargers Unleashed Podcast. Here are your hosts, Dan Wolfenstein and Jake Hefner. Welcome to another edition of Chargers Unleashed. Jake Hefner and Dan Big Papa, freshly made father, daddy's home, Wolkenstein, here with you from the L.A. Football Network. Today's show, of course, is being brought to you by UFC Fit and Temecula, Golden Road Brewery, Charger Bolt Family, Tick Pick, and Bet Online. Dan Wolkenstein, the madness of the schedule has finally arrived. We are here. It is time to now break down all of the significant or insignificant things that you may think as it relates to a schedule release all 17 games just released this afternoon. We're going to break it down week by week. But before we get started, let me just be one of the first people, well, not one of the first, but because obviously it happened just a couple of days ago. But for those of you who don't know, Mr. Dan Wolkenstein himself just became a new father just a few short days ago. So Dan Wolkenstein, congratulations. How are you, sir? Thank you. Thank you. Um, I am good, man. I'm a little tired. I'm not going to lie. Uh, but no, honestly, I, I am so good. I'm so blessed. Wife and baby girl are doing great. I got home from the hospital yesterday, uh, getting the hang of things, but man, she is something. Uh, and I'm sure with all kinds of love and support from all the Bolt fam and family and everywhere, um, including yourself, obviously. So, uh, no, I'm good. I'm grateful. I'm thankful. And now we get to talk about something that we have been waiting for for weeks. 2022 Los Angeles Chargers schedule live and in full display, full color. We're going to go through all of our reactions. For folks who are tuning in live, we figured, you know what? Why not? Let's do this live. Let's get everyone's reactions. Let's make this thing fun. If you're tuning in live, feel free to reach out, put in the comments, questions, topics you'd like us to go. As always, we'll try to do this thing rapid fire and rapid speed while listening to you guys and making this about how you guys would like it to be. Um, before we get into that, Jake, shall we pay the bills before getting right into week one, starting off right where we left off? You go ahead and bring up you go, you go ahead and bring up the uh, the schedule graphic. I'll go ahead and pay the bills while we're at it. So you got our it. partners at Bet Online continue to be the number one source for all of your betting needs and sports information. Find all of the latest sports development, including <laughs> including updated odds on the NBA and NHL playoffs, Major League Baseball, UFC fights, and even next season's NFL futures. As we now have the schedule in place, obviously, but Bet Online is your continued source for all of your sports wagering needs, including live betting and your favorite Vegas casino and poker games. It's super easy to get started. So head on over to the website today to, or use your mobile device and join using our promo code believe that's B L E A V to receive your first 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. That that's B L E A V believe bet online where the game starts. All right, Dan, let's break this down. Woo! Week one. It couldn't have gone any better i believe the old saying is revenge is a dish best served cold mm. and for the unfortunate ending to the chargers 2021 nfl season they had last year unfortunately getting bounced by the raiders last game of the season playing scenario the chargers weren't able to get there now you start it <laughs> bring it right back baby bring it right back and get some of that sweet revenge tea that you've been almost essentially waiting 
nearly half a year for to kick off September. Love this week one game. Week one, Chargers going up against the Raiders at home, picking up right where we left off. Uh, That game is going to be crazy. I love that it's week one. I think Chargers fans are going to show up in droves at this one. I was at the uh, home game against the Raiders last year. Uh, Chargers won, I believe it was 28-14. And that game was absolutely electric. Uh, Khalil Mack gets to go up against his former team. Chargers get to go up against the Raiders, which, you know, that's always a rivalry. Uh, JC Jackson is now in town. We've got offensive line improvements. But going up against the Raiders, back-to-back weeks, Raiders, then we'll get into week two against the Chiefs primetime, which, uh, Jake, you and I may actually be at in Arrowhead, which would be pretty wild. Um, Going up against Derek Carr, who just made a ton of money. That's going to be a fun game. It's going to be an important game to kind of start this thing off, right? Uh, I can't believe it's week one. And that's going to be something I think most Chargers fans are going to be hyped about. If you have not gotten your tickets already, I don't know what you're doing because these tickets are going like hotcakes. I don't think many are left available. Uh, So go to the Chargers. I think it's ticket maps now. They're generally available. They should be good to go. Uh, Jake, real quick, do some housekeeping. Let's get some uh, reactions already from the comments and questions and things. Uh, let's see. So we've got Solo Man, no cold games, baby. Let's go. As we go through the schedule, it appears that Chargers should be able to have some pretty nice weather the entire season. Uh, looks like we've got five, five primetime games, according to Matthew, in the schedule, which we're going to get into, which, Jake, I don't know if you saw this, five is tied for the most in the entire NFL uh, along with the Rams, actually, a few other prime time so, her baby. Not too bad. Uh, let's see what else we got here. Shout out to Matthew for the congratulations. I appreciate it. Uh, James sees want to go to the Browns game. Looks like uh, <laughs> Athier <laughs> uh, is excited about the first two games. Set the tone early again. Raiders, then Chiefs. Uh, <laughs> just, I don't think I got Man. this part until. <laughs> Until he's talking about just the saw it. I just you saw just that part. Saw it? Wow. That was <laughs> coming in hot. Kind of obvious there uh, again. James is hoping to see the Browns game before Watson is suspended. Uh, James Wagner, Jake, friend of the show. Bolt up, guys. God bless. Congrats, Stan. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Uh, how about the short work right out the gate? Man, Jake, literally, I come home from the hospital yesterday. And the Chargers ingratiate us with schedule release. And I was like, you know what? Let's do it. Let's kick the schneid. We got yeah. Charger Bolt family in the house. Giving us some props. Lex F and go from Carlos. And Terry Tucker has got his plane tickets to Kansas City as well. <sighs> Jake, let's so. Flip, let's flip the script real quick, Dan. Because before we move on to the Kansas City week two, obviously, a huge matchup there. Let's just keep it real quick right on this Raiders. The biggest question still remaining with the Chargers right now is who the hell is going to start at right tackle? And from what we know last year and what Storm Norton had to endure with the likes of Max Crosby, now you're going to have Max Crosby and now you're going to have Chandler Jones bookending essentially each side. I would be laughing if I would if I could be there to say, hey, between Crosby and Chandler, do a coin flip. Who's got to go up against Rashawn Slater? They're probably going to be pissed off at one another. But honestly, right now, if you just had to bet money on it, Right tackle, if I gave you the options, Filer, an option of Pipkins for Norton, part two, or an outside free agent, which one do you think is the most likely scenario that we're going to see come week one? 
Uh, that's tough. I don't think anybody knows, but it got in my head. It, it seems like it's going to be either between Filer and Pipkins. I think those are the two that's most likely going to be. Uh, I think if you go Pipkins, it gives you the most consistency on the left side all the way across. Now you can argue because you have uh, Johnson, because you have Filer, and because you have Sawyer. Like in theory, all three of those guys could start and be quality starting players. So you have a little bit more flexibility, but I think the Chargers, and you've heard Telesco and Staley talk about wanting to kind of keep that consistency on the left side. Slater, Filer, Lindsley, those three on the left have been so good, and you don't want to mess something up just to kind of take care of something else. And if, hey, if Trey Pipkins can play the way that he played in short spurts last season, I know there were some things that the team did to help him, but if he's able to be that improved guy that Duke Manyweather has said he's become, imagine what that brings to this team where you don't have a weakness on offensive line. And then, what, two years ago, we didn't have a strength on the offensive line. <laughs> like There wasn't a single position that we were like, oh boy, I'm so excited. So no, I, that's going to be an interesting one. Max Trosby was relentless week 18 last year, and that was one of the biggest reasons why the Chargers lost. And that game's going to be kind of a redemption game for, I think, a lot of the folks on this Chargers defense, Jake. We talked about like last year how often... The Chargers got just gashed by the run or by passing uh, short down. And here we are, Chargers, J.C. Jackson, Khalil Mack, Sebastian Joseph Day. Like, they went beefy in the middle. And this is going to be the first test right out the gate. Uh, I think it's a redemption game for the Chargers. Are we going to go into, like, predictions? Do we even want to talk about that? No, no, no. It's way too early for that. We I can't do that. that. <laughs> I, okay. You know me. I hate doing predictions. So I'm definitely not doing it today. But bring the graphic back up. Let's go into week two. <clears throat> All right, real quick. While I bring up the graphic, read Joe's comments, friend of the show, Joe Fernandez. What's going on, Joe? Okay, Jake didn't want to read it, so I'll read it. Family trust. Oh, sorry. Respect. I didn't know you wanted me to. <laughs> I was actually forward. reading it. I didn't know you wanted me to read it out loud. Sorry. <laughs> Looking forward to everyone coming to Vegas. Hope to see everyone when I get to make it over to SoFi. Bolt the F up, Bolt fam. So Joe lives in Vegas. Joe is there. I believe Joe is there for week 18 against the Raiders last year. And uh, yes, hopefully, Joe, you can make, make it out to a game. If you can, give us a shout. Uh, we will definitely invite you to the tailgates that we're going to be doing for LAFB. Uh, week two, Jake, we are going up against the rival for the Chargers yeah. right now. Patrick Mahomes and Tyreek Oh, wait, not Tyreek Hill. Remember, because he's gone. Patrick Mahomes, Sky Moore, Juju Smith-Schuster, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, and that defense, who's gotten a little bit better with one of the guys that was a kind of our darlings, Trey McDuffie, is now on the Chiefs. Uh, we may actually be there in Arrowhead. Prime time. Jake, do you think that week one or week two is going to be more intense for Chargers fans? Man, you know, this is just a uh, this is just a good example of the NFL taking notes because it's been talked about ever since free agency has gone out of the way. The, the AFC West as a whole in a division is going to be by far by leaps and bounds by a fucking mile really about being the best, most competitive division in the NFL. And they wasted no time with the Chargers schedules and giving them two divisional opponents right out of the gate. <laughs> I mean, it's just like, Hey, here you go, buddy. I mean, last year the Chargers didn't have to deal with that that early. Uh, we had to wait a little while until we got any divisional opponents and there was a little bit of a break. And then more of it was on the second half of the schedule that we really saw it. But starting off with the Raiders then going to Kansas city, going in their house week two, prime time again, 
Thursday or what is that? It's that's that's Thursday night game. Yeah. So that is going to be intense. Any Chargers Chiefs matchup usually is. It comes down to the wire. The matchups that you're going to see, how different is how different is this Kansas City's offense truly going to look without Tyreek Hill? Um, they've tried to supplant him as best as they can with Juju Smith-Schuster, with get going out and getting uh, uh, Valdez Scanling at wide receiver. Dan, as you mentioned, getting bringing in Sky Moore. What is the offense truly going to look like now that they do not have Tyreek Hill anymore? But you can't forget 87, Mr. Travis Kelsey. You can't forget him because he's always known to do some damage against the Chargers. So I think this will be the one, this will be the game, Dan, where everything that we've heard about this defense and all of the investments that the Chargers have put in through free agency, especially against the defensive line, but probably more so for what the Chargers have just done in most recent weeks, really load up on the depth and invest in the draft in their secondary. Dan, you mentioned J.C. Jackson just a couple of minutes ago. Obviously, he's going to be a big part of this. How is Asante Samuel Jr. going to be retooled in this defense? Now you bring in J.T. Woods, who's an extra safety, who's basically, again, as we mentioned last week, was known in some circles as the best center fielder in this draft. And with that type of flexibility, you can now move Derwin James all over this field. And I'm actually really glad that we get this matchup so early because mm-hmm. this will be the one, especially if the Chargers come out with a victory in week one, this will come out of the gates swinging. If you can get a victory here on the road in Arrowhead to say, Hey, we're not fucking around in this division no more. <laughs> we're taking this division. No, it just be a, it would be a no, huge it's statement. Gonna, by the Chargers. It's going to be wild. And, and I, I, I was, um, I tried to be funny. It didn't really work out. I apologize if there are technical difficulties that people saw where my computer went crazy just now. Um, the Chargers have been burned, and I want to see, see uh, Ken Mary talked about it. Uh, Tyreek Hill has been the one that has killed the Chargers for years. And yes, Travis Kelsey also has, and he talked about him. But if there's one guy, in my opinion, that I was more afraid of than anyone else on the entire Chiefs team, it was Tyreek Hill. And yes, they got Sky Moore. And yes, they have Juju Smith-Duster. And yes, they still have Travis Kelsey. But in my opinion, none of those guys are the threat that Tyreek Hill has been for us. So in my opinion, the Chiefs aren't as good on offense as they were before. Um, Chargers go 2-0 and against the Chiefs and Raiders weeks 1 and 2. Like, the league will be on notice. And look, I like us. J.C. Jackson... Asante Samuel Jr., Bryce Callahan, Kyle Van Noy, Derwin James, Joey Bosa, like on and on and on and on and on. The fact that like Mike Davis is now like CB4 is crazy to me. Uh, but that's the, world, that's the world we're living in right now. So, Jake, let's just say the Chargers go 2-0. Again, we're not doing predictions right now, but let's just in the fantasy world. Chargers 2-0. Week 3 coming up. Who are we playing and who do you think we're beating? <laughs> well, Jacksonville Jaguars, I mean, we should just pencil this in as a win. You can make whatever prediction you want on this particular game. There's no reason in hell that the Chargers should be losing this game against Jacksonville. Uh, but hey, we had that same sentiment against the Houston Texans last year. And look what happened in that circumstance. <laughs> so, but look. There's there's nothing really much to say to say about this game as far as the enticing matchups goes, as far as who to be worried about with Jacksonville, Christian Kirk, their biggest free agent signing that they had, 
Don't think so. Not too worried about it. Again, go ahead and pencil it in as a win now because it should be. If it doesn't end up playing out that way, trust me, Dan and I will be here, especially me, pissed off to talk about it. <laughs> but it seems after two uh, divisional games out of weeks one and two, you get a little bit of a break. Then you get Jacksonville. Then you get Houston, which is a game that I would love to hear Brandon Staley give a preseason speech about, given the way that they came out flat last year in that Houston game, which essentially was a huge reason of what ended up costing them the playoffs. Um, I would love to hear the speech that he is going to give the team before they go out and play the Houston Texans. Can, oh, can you imagine? To be a fly on the wall on that one? Can you know how pissed off that team was when they lost that? Ugh. That was so bad. So bad. Rex, Bur- um, Rex Burkhead actually owes his contract extension to the Chargers. He should be sending some type of payments or royalties to the Chargers defense for that because it essentially got him re-signed for the, for the amount of rushing yards that he got last year. So we're on to week three, guys, against the Jacksonville Jaguars. So question for those tuning in, what is the game or week that you are most interested in and most excited about? Which game, which week, could be a primetime game, could be a home game, could be a rivalry game, you name it. You let us know in the comments. We'll go ahead and talk about that here in a bit. Uh, looks like folks have already kind of started talking about some of the opponents. Jay, we talked about the Rams that are coming in. That Rams game later on, which I think it's week 17, I believe, that we go up against the Rams in primetime. That's going to be a wild one. Uh, so week three, we got Jacksonville. And regardless of what they've done, I do think their team is going to be better than they were last year. They had a really good draft. Uh, they signed some guys. Again, nothing insane, but look, they're they're still the Jaguars, and they're still hoping to be above. They're still hoping to get to five hundred, let alone above five hundred. Um, so with that, Jake, moving on to week four, which give me the graphics. It's, it's coming. Don't worry, I'm a little behind the times here. Sorry. Sorry uh, week four. There the we go. Week four is the Titan. Or sorry, Titans. The Texans. We. You want to talk about that? Could you just skip that? It's a win. If we I already talked. Game. I already talked about it. Like I said. Yeah. Staley. Staley should have the pregame speech of his life just to say, "Hey, look what this cost us last year. We are not going out and having the same performance like that against this team ever again." Week five get to go up against the Browns, and we'll see what that game has in store for us because I think a lot of it kind of uh, as a fellow commenter had said previously rides on the shoulders of a Deshaun Watson. And if he's going to be playing or not, I have no idea if he's going to, if he is, that's going to be a tough game. Like if this is called spade a spade, uh, the Browns took us all the way towards a loss before we snatched to be snatched victory from the jaws of defeat. Uh, I think it was like 45, 42 or something crazy at that game. Bonkers. Uh, last year, um, we could not tackle a tight end or running back to save our life, which now again, we got JT Woods now helping us with that. Khalil Mack is here to help. And uh, in theory, we should be able to get a little bit more help on the offensive line as well against, you know, the Garrett types. Uh, Jake, anything stands out against the, against the Browns? Anything that would give you more concern Although, other than the fact that it's not home, it's away? I mean, aside from that, you know, if the, if the, if the NFL playoffs in the first, you know, week of playoffs last year, if they did not go so bonkers, this game 
that the Chargers had against the Browns last year arguably could have been considered in, if not the top, as far as exciting games of the year, if it wasn't for the NFL playoffs. We were discounting that. Their game against the Cleveland Browns last year was just absolutely insane as far as the back and forth, what was taking place, the scoring, um, just the the field battles between the the, the Browns rushing attack and, and Justin Herbert bringing the back into the ball game. I mean, it was nuts. It was absolutely nuts. So now you have Deshaun Watson. And again, when we played Baker Mayfield, Baker Mayfield was still essentially, I think he was, I think at that point, Dan, he was he was pretty beat up, so he couldn't do that much. And what the, what is Deshaun Watson going to look like after not playing for the 2021 season? How quickly is it going to get uh, be for him to knock the rust off? I would still expect that it's going to be a very exciting game because whatever you may think about the Browns, as many question marks as they may have offensively, that defense is still pretty damn good and one of the better offensive lines that you are still going up against. So it's going to be a challenge, especially going to Cleveland. All right, next week we get to go up against the chef himself. They're hopefully going to not let Russ cook. But Russell Wilson, welcome to the AFC West. We get to have you at home in front of the Bolt fam. And who knows what their offense is going to look like. They're not going to have no offense. We just found out the news of Jerry Judy. I don't know what that's going to turn into. Looks like he was de- he was uh, involved in some kind of domestic dispute. Um, still, looks like it's just to- a misdemeanor. So I don't th- I don't foresee it carrying anything long. Oh, okay, I didn't see that. But that Denver team, we talked about it for a few years now. Like that defense is very good, and no Von Miller anymore. But that defense has always been top five, top ten, and now all they needed. All they needed was a quarterback, and Chargers fans were so grateful that they had Bridgewater and Drew Locke. And now they upgrade. Regardless of what you want to say about you know whether he's washed or you know you name it, the Broncos are a much better team this year because they have Russell Wilson. And that offense now is going to be a scarier sight to see. Uh, that's going to be a very big game. Uh, if the Chargers are going to win the AFC West. They're going to have to come out of these first three games, Jake, with at least two wins. And I, I don't know if it's going to happen, but I think that's what's going to have to. I think I think they're going to need to to kind of make a statement. You have to because you know that the AFC West is just going to be just a continuous blender of beating the shit out of one another. So you have to come out on top in the divisional games. Yeah, we've been saying this for years. Fastest track to the playoffs is always winning your divisional games. So those two are critical coming out of the gate. And then you go. Then you have a few weeks off before you cut you. Uh, you face Denver, and as you said, what's the offense going to look like? Russell Wilson's never been in any other offense besides Pete Carroll's, and now he comes into a a team which, aside from the quarterback, for what people have been talking about for the last couple of years, has only been a quarterback away from really contending. Other than that, strong running game from the Denver Broncos. The Chargers were witnesses to that last year. Their receiving weapons, while they may not be the biggest names out there on the world, they're still very serviceable. They're more about overall volume from their wide receivers than they are about the one big name guy that you're supposed to worry about. And how is Russell Wilson going to deal with that? And I'm sure he's going to, I'm sure he's going to love it. Number one, having that type of 
complement of weapons, a good offensive line, something that he has not had in a number of years. And guys, let's not discount the defense. The Denver Broncos defense is one of the most underrated units in the entire NFL. And don't and we can't put it past them anymore because look, the Chargers lost to a combination of Teddy Bridgewater. And was it Drew Locke last year, the, the alternating quarterbacks? I couldn't remember if, I if, so. if, if it was him I, or if they were playing some other quarterback at the time. But they lost to a combination of Drew Locke and Teddy Bridgewater last year. And I think they didn't throw together. They did not amass for more, uh, more than 20 passes. I mean, it was ridiculous, that type of offense that they ran. And they just... <laughs> They ran the Chargers down, and they've done it the same way that they always do. The Denver Broncos always play the Chargers tough. And what is it going to look like now that they have Russell Wilson at the helm? So not going to be a cakewalk anymore, guys. we gotta, we got to be ready for this. Divisional game. So James C. comes in with a comment. Broncos will take a step back on defense without Fangio. Do you agree? Do you think Fangio is that important to that defense? I mean, look – we were we were all advocates when we heard that Fangio was getting released. There were a lot of people in the Chargers community to say, "Hey, yo, we should bring him in as our defensive coordinator." You know, make that Staley Fangio connection again. I get it, but look, talent wise, talent wise, they still got it. And there were a couple of guys that they drafted that, Dan, that were favorites of Dan and I's. So just don't put it past them. You just you can't you cannot overlook that team anymore, especially in this division where every team knows how crucial these games are. And oh, by the way, it is a prime time game at SoFi under the lights. That should be an advantage and for a certain number ten. After last season and seeing how fun those prime time games are, I remember like it was yesterday the prime time game against the Raiders in like the thunder rain lightning storms got the feels on that the chiefs game prime time incredible uh that one's going to be good we get back-to-back prime time games with afc west opponents which is pretty pretty special uh moving over to nfc next week after that we get to go up against the russell wilson less seattle seahawks and i really don't know what to make of this game like they got dk their defense is no longer with Bobby Wagner. Like, I think in short, Chargers should win this one. But, you know, you never know. Chargers should have beaten the Texans last year. They didn't. Uh, but this Seahawks team is going to look so different this year. It's hard to kind of really predict anything specific with this game. I don't know. I don't know what it's going to look like. I would hope that this would not be... Considered a trap game. Uh, the Chargers are going to be familiar with Drew Locke. If he indeed is going to be the starting quarterback by this time, it could be Geno Smith. We don't know who the hell it's going to be at this point. I did love the tweet when this whole Russell Wilson trade went down. Um, and simultaneously, I felt terrible for one Noah fan where someone tweeted out, said, I feel so badly for Noah fan because he goes from having Drew Locke as his quarterback to Drew Locke as his quarterback. And I just thought that was the, one of the saddest tweets I'd ever <laughs> Oh, no. I felt so bad for Noah Fan because of that. But, yeah, I don't know what the Seattle Seahawks team is going to look like offensively, what their plan is. Um, They definitely invested in their offensive line, so you would expect that it's going to look a little bit better. Invested in their running game once again. But what's it going to look like with the likes of Geno Smith and Drew Locke behind the helm? Who's going to take that starting quarterback job? 
I'm not so sure. So, but again, this should be this should be a game that the Chargers should win. I'm not going to say win handily because I can never guarantee that they're going to blow someone out. (laughs) I will not. I will not go that far with my arrogance. Um, And then after that, Dan, look, you get a bye week. You get a a little bit of time to rest, which I actually like where our bye week is here. And Chargers don't screw this up. Do not screw this up. You're going up against the Seahawks before a bye. That is actually absolutely. A trap game, Jake. I didn't mean to interrupt you, but please. For no, the no, no, it's fine. That's why I mentioned it because of the fact that it was a bye week. And then even look who you have beyond the bye week with the Atlanta Falcons. That's another game that with a team that is essentially, you know, they go out and they get Drake London in the NFL draft because you need someone because your wide receivers are gone. All you had prior to this was Kyle Pitts. Um, is it going to be Marcus Mariota? Is it going to be a rookie quarterback that's going to be taking the helmet at this point in Atlanta? Who knows? But this is another team that is just in full-fledged rebuild mode after the trade of one Matt Ryan. So I don't expect this team to be making much noise, especially by this point in the season. But you know how the Chargers sometimes come out flat after a bye week? It could be Dan. It could literally be go. It could be, be trap game, bye week, trap game again. So I know it looks good on paper, but please do not make that mistake of underestimating that. Just go out, get the jobs done in these two games that should come back as wins. Yeah, this stretch of games I think is going to be a really important three weeks. If you can, if you can go two and zero against the Seahawks, Falcons, and your bye week, get healthy, win those two games. I, those are the, that's like championship teams win those games. You cannot lose those games. Yep. Period. You have yep. to win those. Uh, let's go to a couple comments. Uh, Boss Man says he predicts we go thirteen and four if we go healthy. Jake, do you think that number is crazy? I just can't see the number being that high with the way that the AFC West division is going to be. I wouldn't expect. I mean, you, can, you can't really count the Chiefs out of it, but with, with what Denver's going to look like and the question marks there, again, I, I still see the Raiders, you know, being the fourth team behind all of this in, in whatever you order you want to put them in. I still see them there as fourth, but there is, a, there is a good realistic chance that the AFC West could seriously split all of their, their divisional games, no matter what team we're talking about here. So I just can't see it being that high. But these divisional games, man, are just so crucial. The rest of the games in between, yeah, I could see that. But I can't see us sweeping going six wins in the division this year. No way. That'll be tough. That'll be tough. Charles Mott is the first time Justin Herbert, second year with the both off, both offense. I think that's the first time he's had a second year stint with a scheme since like Continuity. high school. Yep. Which is crazy. six years. Insane. So Justin Herbert's second year of the Volts offense. Now he can really let loose. That's gonna be scary. Like, I think folks after his rookie year were like, oh my gosh, please don't be a fluke. Please don't have a second year slump. He comes out, how's like an MVP caliber second year? And so I think a lot of folks that had that had those like reservations, like, I don't want to crown him yet. I don't want to think he's good. Like now going into his third year with more weapons, more continuity, more protection up front, a better defense, a great, a better coach, better running backs. The sky's the limit for this kid. Uh, Dan Rick says, hello, guys. Shout out. What's going on? Uh, then, Jake, I think afterwards, 
we have another primetime game in the Bay Area going up against the San Francisco 49ers in Santa Clara. Going to be a tough, tough game. Similar to what is going on or what was going on with the Broncos from before. Thank goodness the Niners do not have a proven quarterback that can take them to the next level or else this team would be a Super Bowl worthy team. Wait a, wait a minute. I mean, remember, you are talking about them right now still having a quarterback that did take them to the Super Bowl. Okay, but he is not the reason they got to the Super Bowl. I'm with you there. He's like the Trent Dilfer. Dan, if we could lose to a Drew Locke team, I know I'm not saying I would take it. I would take it. But I'm saying if that team had a above average quarterback, Super Bowl contender by far. But the quarterback position is hindering them. Uh at that point, that might be a warm one. Santa Clara, that stadium, like that's gonna be tough. Uh those fans are crazy. Let's just call it what it is. Um tough matchup for the Chargers, to be honest. They have always played yep. us well. Uh, they've got kind of that same issue that the Chiefs have played us with, where they have that one playmaker, Debo Samuel, who could just beat you anytime. They got Brandon Ayuk, who we both really loved coming out of college. And then, of course, the tight end that it's, I think, I mean, I think he's still the best tight end in the, in the NFL. Um, defensive line's always great. It'll be a tough one. Like, it's going to be tough. The fact that, like, all of the primetime games, which makes sense, are all going to be. Tough games. Uh, anything, anything stand out to you about the Santa Clara game? This game, Dan. This may be, depending, obviously, it's all going to really hinge on how Jimmy Garoppolo ends up playing. But you talk about two offensive units that could really go blow for blow with one another with the amount of talent that they have. And then even on the flip side, from a defensive standpoint, um, especially with what San Francisco has been able to generate along their front seven. Bosa brothers get to be in the same game together, obviously not going against one another, but they get to, to be present in this one. But San Francisco's always had a tough front seven. And, and as the weapons that you were mentioning, Dan, again, you're talking about Debo Samuel. You're talking about George Kittle. You're talking about Brandon Ayuk. Dan, you're, even late in the year last year, Jawan Jennings started making plays for them. So all of a sudden, like, as you said, they have a plethora of weapons that they can attack with. And let's not forget, they're, they still have a pretty damn good running game. Um, so this could be one of those games, Dan, that if there is no defense, that if defense doesn't exist in this game on both, for both teams, it could be a shootout. This one, this one could have fireworks written all over it, all depending, of course, uh, on how Jimmy Garoppolo ends up coming out of the gates on this one. It's funny you mentioned a shootout because... It, the the part that I'm looking forward to this season, you know, I obviously you got Justin Herbert, you got Brandon Staley, and you got all these playmakers on offense, and you got new guys on defense. But like, I look forward to the times where, in theory, you would think the Chargers can rely on their defense to go win a game for them. Last season, in the year four, Justin Herbert literally had to have an MVP game for the team to win. Plain and simple. And they he won in spite of our defense. And I don't know. I feel like that's not going to be the case this year. So in games like this against the Niners, where like we just need to get one, it might be it might be a shootout, but it also could be like a 17-13 game. Or against the, the Chiefs the following week. Like you might need to get one stop at the end of the game. And in the past, and literally every game we played against them, like we lost 
if they had the ball last. Like, it's just how it works. Uh, I'm excited to be confident in our defense with not just the coaching, but also the roster. Like, the roster on this team is so different now that it's not like you're just hoping that Herbert throws for 400 yards and four touchdowns to win a game. Um, let's go to a couple comments. The boss man is saying that he hopes Staley and Tom address the right tackle position. Jake, what do you what do you think he means by address the right tackle? Do you think that means that they bring in someone or like move Filer out there? Lucky. Address just means not Pipkins. It sounds like right. No, I, I don't think it means not Pipkins. I think it me. I think what we're looking for here is a free agent signing for right tackle, just to give some type of legitimacy. But I, I will tell you this right now. With Dennis Kelly going to the Indianapolis Colts, the right tackle market has very much thinned out. There's still a Daryl Williams that is out there that would be a nice serviceable right tackle. He's very versatile, played well, very well for Buffalo last year. But this could be a scenario, Dan. There's a very good chance that we may not know who the hell the right tackle is going to be before we, like literally days before week one. Could it be Pipkins? It shouldn't be Storm Norton. Is it going to be Matt Filer? Is that the way that they're going to try to reorganize this offensive line? Trust me, I would love some continuity for Justin Herbert. Really like Matt Filer on the left side. Hope they keep him over there. But this this may be something that Charger fans have to sweat on for the next five months. And it may be the longest question mark that we're going to have to talk about this entire season. It, it, it's... Yes, I agree. I think folks are going to be sweating about a few of these games. Uh, shout out to Mark. Just scored season tickets for the fiance and he, and also congratulations on the upcoming marriage and the engagement, sir. Uh, and yes, we did see you at Golden Road for the live event with the director, and it was a ton of fun. And I'll be sure that you that Ryan knows that you said hello in a previous comment that is not on the screen currently. Uh, Jake, so... I know I'm the optimist of the two of us, and sometimes that might even be you. But we've got Doby in here, Doby One Kenobi, who says we go toe to toe with Kansas City and the holes we had on defense with this new defense, and if we go eight and zero, eight and zero before the bye, believe it. If the Chargers go eight and zero, Jake, what will you give me? Okay, so you're siding. With with his, prediction. I'm not siding. I'm putting. I put. I'm hedging the bet. How how all of a sudden did this become something that I'm giving you if this happens? I because I said so. Wow. Uh, tell you what. Will you, bu- we'll, will, we'll, will you buzz your? Will you will you buzz your hair? I mean, it's already pretty much half gone. I mean, I could just <laughs> the take thing. the rest of it off. The whole thing. I mean, all of this right here is already bald. So. <laughs> It's not much that I have to take off. Okay, so if it's Dobie one Kenobi, maybe if the Chargers go eight and zero, oh, that following Monday, maybe we'll have to see Jake with a shaved head. We'll see what happens. I'm sure Jake's waiting for it because it probably won't happen, but we'll see. Uh, DZ, real quick before I'm going to go to the next week, '94 revenge game. Bosa brothers going up against each other. Last time, not last time, but Chargers got smoked against them when last time they were in the Super Bowl. Uh, that would hurt a lot. Both brothers going up against each other. Following week, Jake, we get to go up against the Chiefs again. Uh, what do you think is going to be the answer to this? Charles Mott asked a question last about the Niners. Who's going to be the quarterback? Do you think it's going to be Garoppolo? Do you think it's going to be Lance? It has to be Lance, right? Look, unless the 49ers absolutely 
tank the first half of their schedule to where they're not even in it anymore. And then they just say, you know, they hit fuck it. And they say, okay, who wants Garoppolo? Come and take him, you know, take his contract off of our payroll and we'll finally start the kid. This should still be Jimmy G starting this game. Yeah. Although he could go to, he could be on the move. James C says, could see Jimmy G going to Seattle. Wouldn't be surprised. Um, no, Devo is not gone. <laughs> um, Derwin joined the NFL in a minute. So for folks who are watching TV right now, Derwin James might be on the NFL, according to DZ. Uh, going up against the Chiefs after the Niners. Uh, not in prime time. At least not that one, because they were already earlier in the season. Uh, this time they're going to be at home in front of the Bolt fam. Um, I think it's hard to imagine the Chargers don't split these. But, you know, you never know. Uh, do you see anything special about this one other than it's, the obvious everything? <laughs> same, same, it's, same matchup, different day. That's all it is, plain and simple. You know that this game is going to be wild. You know it's going to be competitive. Um, just look at what it was like last year and the matchups before that, Justin Herbert's first game. It's just every game with Kansas city since then, with the exception of the game that Patrick Mahomes sat out has just been electric. And especially in this division where it's so critical, you know, that this is going to be has fireworks written all over it. It's going to be a back and forth slug fest. Both teams are going to get their wins both offensively and defensively. And you know, who's going to have the ball last, especially is, is really the, the phrase that should be used here. Yeah. Kyle Tucker has a comment here. Jake, want to get your thoughts again? We haven't gone through the whole season, but we can do a quick preview of what's to come. Chargers are going to end the season going up against the Cardinals and the Raiders and the Dolphins, then the Titans. Then we've got primetime game against the Colts and against the Rams, followed by a week 18 game against the Broncos. Kyle Tucker has a comment, says the biggest con for the schedule it's really backloaded, so we really have to be clicking in the second half of the season. Biggest pro. Easier games are front-loaded, so you can work issues out. My first thought is I don't necessarily think this is front or backloaded. I mean, front first half of schedule, we're going up against the Broncos, going up against the Browns, going up against the Chiefs, Raiders. All four of those teams could be playoff teams. Granted, yes, we are going up against the Falcons. We are going up against the Texans and Seattle. So there are three games in there that you think you should probably be able to pencil in as wins plus the bye. Then the second half of the season, you're going up against the Chiefs, the Niners, the Cardinals team isn't going to be easy. Raiders game is going to be easy. But then you got the Dolphins, the Titans, Colts. I mean, hell, the back end schedule doesn't look very easy either. <laughs> no. No. I understand what he's saying in this circumstance. I do. But the Chargers started off, what was it, Dan, before the, they hit the bye last, last year? They were 4-2. and two. And we looked at the schedule at that point and said, hey, if we could finish four and two, because we had a juggernaut of teams to go through those first six weeks last year, and we ended up with a winning record, probably even better than most of us thought. I thought we thought optimistically if we split it three and three that we'd still be in good shape then. But we thought after the bye, whew, the way New England was playing at that time, the other teams that we had on the schedule, Minnesota, Houston, all those other teams that came after that, we thought it would be a cakewalk a cakewalk outside of the divisional games. And we came out of the bye and then new England Patriots just in 
embarrassed the Chargers for the second time in consecutive years, by the way. We all remember the four, what was it, the 45 nothing trouncing two years ago with Gunnar Olszewski. Oh my God. And then from there, it just, it, we can never get the consistency back on track with this team. So I get it the way you're trying to look at it from a front loaded, back loaded aspects, working some kinks out. I, I kind of get it. But first two weeks out of the gate, <laughs> you got no time to work anything out, work things out in those first two weeks. You got to come to play and you got to come to win in those games. And then, yes, you have your, your Jacksonville, your Houston, your little spurts where, you know, those should already be penciled in as wins. But again, the, I'm not going to lie. The trap game still kind of concern me right around that yeah. bye week. It's yeah. still, I'm not saying that the Chargers are going to lose, but it still concerns me just a little bit. And then you come right back against San Francisco, against Kansas City, and then those last five weeks of the season are just crazy. We are giving our live reactions to the Chargers schedule release. You've gone through the first half of the schedule, getting towards the back half right now. Again, this is a live episode for folks who want to give the comments, topics, questions, suggestions, feedback. Hit us up in the comments. We'll go through and try to get to those as live and as real-time as we can. Uh, Rick H. comes in with a comment. Jake says, of the three teams in the AFC race, it's the Chargers, Bengals, and Bills. Would you agree? Is there any team that you would take out and put in as the top three? I mean, as the top three, I mean, you can't discount Kansas City in this. I mean, I get it. There's, there's so many cases for AFC teams to be in the top three. But regardless of whether or not they're in the Chargers division, to me, you just can't have a conversation with without them. And yes, it stems from not just Patrick Mahomes, but it stems from coaching. And that's where the, the Chiefs are going to have a huge advantage. Let's not forget, before the days of Patrick Mahomes, the Chiefs were still winning games with Alex Smith. They have ruled on top of this division for a long time and are still waiting for someone to kick them off that perch. So I just... I just can't see how you keep the the Chiefs out of this conversation. Omar Reyes, if the team goes perfect and wins the Super Bowl, I'm buying tacos and churros for everyone. Omar... First off, who's who's everyone? I think that needs to be clarified here. Who is everyone? Because Omar, I don't want. I, hope it at least I think you need to clarify that, right? But I mean, I would hope that Omar would clarify this because I don't want him having to buy six billion tacos and churros. I mean, hey. I, well, I would love to see it. If it's for Chargers fans, it might just be for six of us because it's only six Chargers fans, remember? Touche, Dan Wolkenstein. <laughs> Nicely done. <laughs> thank you, Omar. Thank you so much. I love churros. At Disneyland, I know you're a big Disney fan. At Disneyland, yes. they have all kinds of different churros. Have you had the, the caramel apple one? Yes, I have. Ugh. Chris, my wife looked at me like I was crazy eating that. She's like, can't you just have a regular churro? And I was like, No! I'm not gonna go with a regular churro. Get out of here. I do have I do uh, have my limits though. I don't eat like the like the deep fried ice cream stuff that they sell at the fair. I, I don't eat that. But okay. You know, you, you entice me with some good sweets, things that are a little bit different. I'm all into that. Got it. Uh James C is hoping that he meets everyone in the live stream. Uh oh, but DZ has another topic. Churros at the border hit different. I can vouch for this. I went and visited some family in Mexico last, uh, right before the pandemic started. And for the first time, got 
border churros made fresh right in front of me and they changed my life. So DZ, you're not wrong. All right, Jake, going up against the Cardinals after the Chiefs. Back-to-back weeks. That's going to be a fun one. Kyler Murray scares the shit out of every team he plays up against. Uh, kind of like Mighty Mouse. I have no idea what's going to happen with that team. Wide receiving core. Their defense is good. I mean, honestly, I'm intrigued by that game. Because I, I do think there's going to be a ton of Chargers fans going to Arizona for that game. I would put money on it. Uh, for initial takes, thoughts, going up against Cardinals. I mean, if this offense is is healthy by the time that the Chargers play, and you still have D Hop to contend with, now obviously you have uh, you have Hollywood Brown, who the Arizona Cardinals traded away a first round pick in order to acquire from the Baltimore Ravens. I still am shocked by that. Um, what are they going to look like? Are they going? Is Kyler Kyler Murray going to be able to take that next step? They started hot last year and then just flame fell out. It felt like it just took an epic collapse so it defensively i think is is going to be is is where their weakness truly lies i think that that defense can definitely be picked apart by a a a good solid offense the way that the chargers are stacked up with one but it's an intriguing game man quarterback matchups kyler murray say what you will about him when he's healthy and when he's on he's on and you cannot forget about one D hop. You cannot forget about him. But what's this offense going to look like with Hollywood and Brown in the mix? Is it really going to change that much? Is Kyler Murray going to be able to take that, that next step? What is it that they're truly going for here offensively to put as many weapons as they can around Kyler Murray in order to get him to succeed? I think they've done that. But now is he going to be able to take that next step against good uh, opposing quarterback competition? Terry Tucker, friend of the show. I think I actually met up with Terry while we were in Cincinnati for the Bengals game where the Chargers beat the defending Super Bowl visiting Bengals. Terry, friend of the show, how are you? Uh, She's thinking about going to the Cardinals game in Arizona. I think I saw a few threads talking about people wanting to kind of get a great great showing up for that game in Scottsdale. So don't be surprised. Um, DZ comes in. Thankfully, we don't have to play in London. I actually was wondering if the Chargers were going to get an away or home game overseas, uh, potentially in Mexico, which would have been awesome, to be honest. Um, no international games for the Chargers. They could stay all at home, and I'm okay with it. Does that matter to you at all? I'm not really a fan of the overseas games. That's just Maybe that's just me, but I don't know. And as, and especially, like, let's just say, Dan, for example, if 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 the Chargers had a – a London game in here, most likely, obviously just from due to travel purposes, you probably have to put it either. Let's just say you did it like on a opposing Sunday. Obviously that would be optimistic. If you did like a Thursday game and then a Sunday where you traveled, that would be great. But Dan, what if you did like a Monday night football game and then had to go to London. And especially with some of the ones that the Chargers have to go up against. I wouldn't want to see that, especially with this division, because most likely the London game wouldn't be against the divisional opponent. It would probably be against someone else. So imagine if the Chargers had to go to London to play like Miami or Tennessee or something like that. Teams that actually have experience that are going over there. Yeah, Not the most successful. Hey, you know what? What am I talking about? If the Chargers had to go to London to play the Jacksonville Jaguars, who, if I, if memory serves me correctly, actually have a pretty damn good winning record when they go to London. 
I would hate that. I would hate that. Uh, I, I didn't know that. It's one of the Fun few fact. places that the Jacksonville Jaguars actually win is overseas. But Jaguars have more wins overseas than they do in the United States. <laughs> uh, no idea how to pronounce this name, but who do you think will be the number two back behind Eckler? He asks. Do you think the fullback we drafted will be better, worse, or equal to Anderson? To shortly answer your question, it will be C- it will be someone says CJ Spiller. It will be Isaiah that. Spiller. And RB3, not quite sure. Do we think the fullback makes a team? Xander, is it Forbath, Horbath? Horvath. Horvath. Do you think he makes a team? Yes, I think he makes a team. I think they brought him in specifically to try and fill that Steven Anderson role as best as he can. Again, I love Steven Anderson. I'm going to miss him tremendously. I think the versatility that he brought to this offense as an H-back and the creative ways that Joe Lombardi was able to utilize him in this offense um, I think is going to be one of the biggest questions for them to fill specifically because Gabe neighbors has essentially given you nothing as far as being part of this roster. So how are you going to supplant Xander Horvath into this? Because Xander Horvath is, you know, has done his fair share of running also done his fair share of catching. I would love to have him come in there and just knock the crap out of people because he's just built like a brick shit house. And, but I don't think that that's really what they're going to have him do. But overall answering the question, yes, I think Xander Horvath makes this team. And I'll say right now, Letty Brown, RB3. I'm calling it now. I'm planting that flag. Look out for UDFA, Letty Brown. Uh, Let's see. Other questions, comments before we get on to the next game against the Raiders. Casey says, Chargers fan living in Arizona here. I'll be there. And then, of course, had to correct me. Rightly so. FYI, cards play in Glendale, not Scottsdale. My bad. I'm sorry. Casey, you are correct. You get 37,422 points from me. All right, moving on. Raiders game. Going up against the Raiders away in Vegas. Last time the Chargers were in Vegas, heartbreaker. Mm. Although we almost saw a god, we did see a godlike performance from Justin Herbert, but wasn't a pull it through. Not Danny's fault of his. This is a pivotal one. This is kind of coming out of the stretch where you have to kind of get your games in gear here, and you can't afford to lose. No. This will be a bad game to lose if you do uh, at a bad time. This final six-week stretch is actually a bitch when you really just take (laughs) a step back and look at it. It really is. I mean, real quick, Colts. Are you more afraid of a Matt Ryan Colts team or are you more afraid of a Phillip Rivers Colts team? I'd be more afraid of a Philip Rivers Colts team. Absolutely. <laughs> no question about it. But Dan, yeah. look, uh, offensively, aside from Jonathan Taylor, Michael Pittman, I know we're getting ahead of ourselves right now, but that team's defense still pretty damn good. I agree. Uh, Jorge says, wow, Dan, I don't know what the wow's for, but um, he was criticizing welcome. the fact that you did not know that the Cardinals play in Glendale oh. and not Scottsdale. Oh. I apologize. I apologize. I'm running on like three hours of sleep for like three days back to back to back. And then I finally got a couple naps in today. So I'm a little re-energized today. So I'm a little delirious. Um, HH4 says Letty has some fumbling issues, eight of them. Um, I think that's coachable. I really do. I think that can be fixed. And for what this team needs, like he has that uh, archetype that they just don't have. All right, Jake. So it's, it's fair to say that RB3 right now is pretty much just 
everybody's job is on the line for RB3 at this point. I think that's the... But how nice is it that... Who wants it more? How nice is it that that's where we're at right now? Like, the Chargers, I mean, realistically, yes, we have the right tackle, but, like, realistically, we have that position filled. It's just a matter of, like, who's going to get it. But, like, the only real camp battles for, like, a starting position, is there one other than right tackle? There, there still are camp battles, yes, and I know that RB three well, is definitely one of them. Oh, for starting position. position, no, there's not many, which is which is great. But yeah, I know RB three and right tackle. There are going to be position groups that we're obviously going to focus on. But hey, you've drafted running backs now in the fourth round or later over the past three consecutive seasons. <laughs> let's let's get something fixed in that department, please. Somebody step yep. up. Did uh, Felipe Rios has a question. Shout out to Felipe Rios and his 12 kids. The real Felipe Rios, not this one on YouTube, unless maybe he does have 12 kids. Did you guys watch the Chargers media team schedule reveal? It was pretty savage. Jake, did you see that? Unbelievable. <laughs> I, I retweeted it and said, like, if the Chargers social media team is not getting the amount of notoriety it deserves, I basically just said, just give them the award right now. Like, don't even wait until the awards that you normally give out for this. Just give it to them now because they are just so spot on. They are so clever in their work and they deserve a hell of a lot more notoriety than they have been getting. I think they not to just say that they've won. been getting a lack, a lack of notoriety, but whatever notoriety they're getting, they deserve more of it. I wouldn't, I, I think it was a webby, a weeby. I forget what it is, but they just won like a pretty prestigious like web web award for social media presence uh going up against some stiff competition so like they're then give I, give them the one for next year then perfect <laughs> i don't care okay. what it great. is great great uh hh4 says i wouldn't want to play us let's go uh hh4 i believe hh4 was a very pessimistic fan last year talking about these chargers teams i, I could be wrong but if my memory serves you right he was very down on this team and that's very choice words for almost everyone so for him to say i wouldn't want to play us i'll take it all right Miami Dolphins. This is a juicy one. I'm excited for this. Chargers get to go up against Tua, Tyreek Hill, and the Miami Dolphins at home. And I think we can say that Chargers fans and Dolphins fans just, like, don't get along. Like, the... There's a lot of saltiness going on. And I, and I really do think that they're Deep down, there's a lot of Dolphins fans who are still kind of in their feelings. And, you know, it kind of reminds, okay, you remember when you're a kid, Jake, and you're, you know, waiting for Christmas morning and, you know, there's gifts under the present, there's, there's gifts under the tree. And, like, you're hoping for, like, the, I don't know, at the time, like PlayStation 3. And you go to, you go to open up the, the gifts and you're so excited. And all of a sudden, it's like a Game Boy. Hey, dude, don't knock You're Game like, Boys, man. I love Game Boy. Okay, it's okay. It's the PlayStation 1. I Happy still have the OG Nintendo in my Do closet, you? and it still is functional. Yes, I was Last playing play. the original Top Gun game on it just a couple of weeks ago. So don't knock it, but I get the point that you're making. I, I think, honestly, I think Dolphins fans are still kind of in their feelings about not having Herbert. They had the chance to get him. Chargers fans got lucky they didn't take him, and the rest is history. Um, Jake, real quick, comments in the qu questions, comments. You guys tell us favorite video game growing up as a, as a kid. Jake, what was yours? 
I mean, again, we're talking about the days of Nintendo and Super Nintendo. Uh, again, the Top Gun game was great. The Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles game was great. Mm. Double Dragon was fantastic. Narc. Um, I could I could go on for days as it relates to F Zero for Super Nintendo. Oh, that game F-0. was zero. Um, yeah. What was yeah, the game? We, what was the game in arcades with the horse and like the horse in your not horse the um, cowboys and you're riding the horse on like going up against like trains and I remember what you're talking about, but I can't remember the name of it. But yeah, I played that in the arcades a couple of times. Love that round table. We'll we'll do a show all dedicated to the early days of Nintendo. <laughs> Hydro Thunder was also one of my favorites. Loved that game. Uh, NFL Street. Someone came in here. Blitz loved that one. Blitz was Blitz great. was awesome. Uh, Zelda, absolutely. Perfect Dark on N64. We got a whole bunch of... Oh, yes. Super Smash Bros. Yes. All right, Jake. So now going up against Tua. By the way, did you guys see the the video? Everybody saw it. (laughs) Everybody saw it. Look, here's what I will say about the Miami Dolphins. (laughs) Whatever you want to think about Tua... In these next couple of sentences that I'm about to say is a little bit, it's, it's, it doesn't matter because what, if you just look at what the Miami Dolphins or organizationally have done in a single off season, even though I do not agree with the coaching changes that they have made as Brian Flores, I, I truly felt deserved to still be in that position. But if you look at the weapons that they have put around to and how they have built this team up. They have put Tua in the best possible scenario to succeed. He has to succeed in this offense. You bring in Tyreek Hill. You draft Jalen Waddle <laughs> just uh, last year. You add these pieces around him. You give him every opportunity to succeed, Dan. If he can't do this at Oof. with these weapons at this part of the year, and this is kind of the brilliance of it, the Miami Dolphins still have two first round picks next year. So wild. We're set up. Could you could you potentially hit the fuck it button if it does not end up panning out this year and draft another quarterback? Who knows? But I, I I'm not going to dismiss the Miami Dolphins. I know what we collectively all think of Tua, that when we think of the big three quarterbacks that came out that year between Burrow Herbert and Tua, that he is the one that still has yet to prove as much as what was expected of him being an overall, uh, you know, fifth over uh, fifth fifth pick in the first round overall. But um, yeah, Dan, it's look, Miami's still Miami. There's a lot of history between the Miami Dolphins and the Chargers going way way back. So don't knock it, man. They're they're gunning for playoff contention, and they have to against the Patriots and the Bills. They have to do it. So I'm sure at this point in the season, they're going to be just as hungry as we are. Yep. Shout out Oregon Trail DZ. I agree. Uh, OG. Great job, Ben. Good call. Oregon Trail. Love that game on the colorful Max back in the day. Uh, All right. So next, Chargers go to, uh, they're at home, excuse me, against the Tennessee Titans, who just recently traded away A.J. Brown. They got Traylon Burks. Uh, Tennessee fans, I think, are still in their feelings about that. Uh, going to be a good team. It's hard for you to expect them to be as good without AJ Brown, plain and simple. Um, I think it's going to be a big game. Going, that's probably one of the tougher games of this entire season. Anytime you want up against a running back like Derrick Henry, thank you, Khalil Mack. 
Uh, huge opportunity to kind of show a statement type game here. Then following that, JP, you get to go up against the Indianapolis Colts. Prime time again. Monday night football in Lucas Oil Stadium. This will be the fourth prime time game the Chargers have this season. Of all the primetime games, I think this is probably the least sexy of them. Hmm. But it like I'm still looking forward to it. Any takeaways, key things you want to talk about in this one? Um You know, in Indy, where are they gonna be at this point in the year? Truly, I mean, how much is Matt Ryan gonna push the needle forward for them? Should it be an upgrade over Carson Wentz? Yes. Do I think that they're going to do all that they can to take the load off Matt Ryan with Jonathan Taylor in that offense? Yes, I do. Who's going to step up to be the next guy opposite of Michael Pittman in this offense? Mm. It, there's just there's a lot of question marks offensively. Defensively, though, I still think that the Indianapolis Colts have a very, very good unit. So you are going to have to be worried about that. But this will just be an e- interesting time that you get the Colts to say, where are they going to be in the division? Because as of right now, this should be Tennessee's division to lose. But where are the Indianapolis Colts going to be at this point of the year? So that'll be the interesting thing. Friend of the show, Eric Trent is tuning in. How about the Christmas present Monday night game at Indy? Jake, are you bags packed? Are my bags packed? Hell no, they're not packed. <laughs> We know when you. you you're not really. You're not a good when you planner. said that to me earlier that we had tickets for it, and then you told me what week it is. I said, "Dude, isn't that right around Christmas?" And sure enough, it's right after Christmas. So is it? Ooh, it's December twenty sixth, man. It's oh, December twenty sixth. Oh, so, my goodness! Shout out to Eric for the Christmas present. That's going to be insane. We're going to shout out to in. the to the headaches that the airlines are going to give us <laughs> making Ooh. this trip. Jeez, well, we can make it happen. We will make it happen. Uh, all right, moving on, Jake. Week 17, we'll find out whose house it is. Defending Super Bowl champions come into SoFi, go into the, what, uh, the away team's locker room, essentially. Uh, Chargers versus the Rams. Uh, primetime game, back-to-back primetime games, which you got to love that. Uh you hope that it has playoff implications galore. You can't see it not, to be honest. Uh, I think there's going to be a ton of eyes on that game. Uh, Aaron Donald always scares the bejeebus out of me. Uh, Matt, not Matt Ryan. Uh, wow, I'm totally just blanking on his name. Matthew Stafford. I know there is Matthew Stafford. Woo, Matthew Stafford uh, proved that he is that dude. Um, we'll see if they keep Odell. I'm not sure. Uh, but that team's good, man. It, it's hard to argue against them, even though they don't have a first round, second round pick for like four years. Uh, it's going to be a good game. Uh, do you see that one being one that we win? I know we're not doing predictions, but like first thoughts, do you see us winning that one? It's going to be tough, Ben. It's, I've, if you wanted to give me like a percentage of winning this game, Right now, I'll put it at literally 50-50. I'm really sure. And the one matchup that I know you you didn't talk about that, Dan, because you were just highlighting what it is that the Chargers have to go up against. But how about Sean McVay going up against Brandon Staley? 
just from a mere coaching standpoint, with the history of both of these guys being that familiar with one another, I'm going to be very interested to see what they come out with uh, with their coaching schemes in this game. This will be a fun one to watch. Moondog says, what a cupcake schedule. They should have 13 wins easily. Moondog, I don't know what kind of moon pies you're eating, but to call this a cupcake schedule. I I love the optimism in the chat right now. (laughs) I wish I had this type of optimism. You're this Moondog, you're that the Chargers but damn I mean again (laughs) I hope you're right is all I'm going to say if you've got them winning 13 easily that means that we're kicking the shit out of the AFC West and if that's the case then I hope that I hope that it happens as you do sir Felipe Rios comes in. I'm going to love our battle LA games with the Rams. I hope we get it every year. I concur. Uh, Ivory Tusk has a question here. I just wonder how long the Chargers will be in LA. I cannot see them there for super long. They will move again, I believe. It is odd to share a stadium, and the Rams will be better for a good while. Okay. Again, the Chargers have a 40-year lease. They're not changing that anytime soon. The Chargers are going to be in LA for a long time. They're here to stay. And... Look, you might say the Rams will be better for a good while. I'm not so sure. I'm really not. I know I'm Chargers Homer, but I am not so sure. This seems on to come up pretty quick. Code says, I'm worried about almost ignoring the offense this offseason. There were some games last year where the offense didn't play well, like the Ravens, Patriots, Vikings, Texans. Sort of. I think that they improved in areas that they were weak at. And aside from getting that like super speedy guy, which... You could argue they got in Guyton and they have DeAndre Carter. They improved drastically, in my opinion, at playmaking abilities at the tight end position and running back position, and they improved their offensive line. The fact that they didn't have to improve their wide receiving core or have to improve their RB1 or their QB1 or their wide receiver 1-2 or their left tackle, left guard, center, right guard. Like, I'm oh, sorry, they could have gotten a right guard. They had, what, three positions they needed to upgrade? And they upgraded two of them. Um, so I, I do think they paid attention. Now, look, do they pay more attention to the defense? Absolutely. And that's for good reason. Their defense just was not good last year. Um, but that's for good reason. The year the year prior, all attention went to the offense. Next year goes the defense. Uh, let's see. HH4 says the Chargers are, you could argue, one, one could argue, excuse me, that the Chargers have a more star-studded roster than the Rams. So let me ask you this. I think I did an episode with Ryan Dyrud, shout out LA Football Network, uh, several months ago. And we talked about if there were like top five to 10 players in the NFL in LA, how many would be Chargers? Like, number one, I'm just probably what, Aaron Donald? Like, so the most known, the, the most yes. known would be Aaron Donald and then probably Jalen Ramsey. And then you have, you know, then it kind of comes to like Derwin James. It could be, you know, Keenan Allen could be up there. But now like you got JC Jackson. Now you got Justin Herbert. Now you got Austin Eckler. Now you got Mike Williams. Now you got Joey Bosa. Now you got Khalil Mack. Like HH4 has got a point. Do you think we have more? I think we are having some technical difficulties. Jake is cutting out, but I'm still here, guys. So when Jake comes back, Jake will give us. I mean, a I'm quick here. Shout out. I'm there here. he is. I, 
I had you cutting out. So that's <laughs> that was the difference on my end. I'm like, something's wrong with Dan, Dan's internet over there. But no, whatever. that's okay. That's okay. So do you see the Chargers having more star set of talent than the Rams? Volume-wise. Volume-wise, yeah, there's an argument to be made for it. But, I mean... I don't, I don't, I mean, I, again, I know we're sharing the same stadium. I know that there's, that's, that's kind of the essence of the rivalry between the Chargers fans and the Rams fans. I, I don't hate on the Rams at all, dude. It's just because, and here's the, and here's the reason why is because they could have some low level dudes that are just coached up really well that Sean McVay is just <laughs> very well, just knows how to coach him up. And not to say that they're star names, because if you just went with star names, I mean, yeah, you could probably pick five from both teams, however you'd want to arrange those names. And it would be an interesting list, that's for sure. But you still have to have both quarterbacks in there. You still have to have Aaron. Keenan Allen, Mike Williams. There's still a few names and spots in there to fill that out. I'd probably say you could give Austin Eckler in there for the star power that he brings. But yeah, that would be that would be an interesting one for sure. All right. Final game of the regular season. Chargers, which this could honestly be like a battle for the AFC West at this point. We have no idea what the Broncos are going to be this year, uh, other than probably better than last year. Week 18, going up against the Denver Broncos away. AFC West rivalry. Chargers get to play in mile high. Always a crazy game going up against the Broncos, regardless of who's at quarterback. Uh, that's, again, I think it's going to be three straight tough, four, sorry, four straight tough games to end the season. Titans, Colts, Rams, and Broncos. All four of those are going to be tough. Uh, <laughs> the, now that we've gone through it, the end of the season looks like a gauntlet. It does. It does. I, that's what I'm saying. That that week from the Raiders on December 4th to the end of the season, that's going to be just gnarly, man. And it's not just from the standpoint of, look, it's maybe it's nice from a standpoint of looking at it to say you only have two divisional games in that six-week span. But Raiders. Miami, who's going to be gunning for playoff contention. Same with the Titans. Same with the Colts, maybe. The Rams obviously will. And then finishing that up with Denver, who always plays you tough. And now they have a legitimate quarterback to come in with. Whew. Dan, we had the six-game gauntlet at the beginning of the season last year. And now we get the six-game gauntlet at the end of the season this year. So it's uh, it's not a cakewalk by any means. <laughs> I'll just say that. But it's going to be a very, very competitive division. Again, I'd right now I would say optimistically that the Chargers should go. I would say go four and two in the division. Really, if you sweep the Raiders and you split with uh, the Chiefs and the Broncos, you could finish up four and two, and that would be that would be good. That would be good. Not Take it. not. I mean, not the best, obviously, but those divisional games for this season and this division are just absolutely going to be huge. Yeah, he would take it. And realistically, I think Chargers are. I think every AFC AFC West team is like hoping for three and three. Like I think that's kind of that's just how good AFC West is. If you had a pencil with something in, that's probably what most of them would be doing. 
uh, DZ comes in. I hope you're resting starters for week 18, which could end up becoming, I agree, um, essentially a free game for the Broncos, which is nice. Jerry West. I don't think it's the Jerry West free Broncos win. So Jake, let's say, okay. We're not, we're not going to give our official no, answers do to it. this. We're going to do yeah. this. We're going to go, we're going to go rapid fire. Okay. Rapid fire. We'll ask you. I'll also, I'll ask, I'll ask this to answer this again. First reaction, first thoughts before we get out of here and go ahead and answer us in the comments in the comments. Let us know how many wins do you see the chargers getting this season? How many wins do the Chargers get this season? Again, one extra game played this season, just like last season. All right, Jake, we're going to go rapid fire. Ready? Hmm. One word answers, yes or no, or okay. win or loss. Excuse me. Those were two words. Uh, Raiders, week one. Should be a win. Chiefs, week two. I'll say it 50-50. Okay. Jaguars, week three. Win. Texans, week four. Again. <laughs> the, 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 the pregame speech that I would love to hear the most by Brandon Staley. Win. Uh, let's see. Browns, week five. 50 50. Game five. 50 50. What's it going to look like with Deshaun Watson at the helm? All right. So that's three wins. Right, well, I'm going to say your 50 50 ones are losses just to make it easy. Cool. Uh, Broncos. This one at home, I'll, I'll give it to the Chargers. Okay. Seahawks. Win. Bye week. <laughs> Falcons. Should be a win. Both of those games scare the crap out of me. Niners. 50-50. Depends on how Jim, Jimmy Z is playing, but uh, yeah, I'll give it 50-50 right now. Okay. Chiefs. Uh, this one's in our house. I'll say, I'll say, well, uh, no, well I gave them, <laughs> I gave them the, what did I say? The 50-50 on at playing at Arrowhead because that's always tough. Uh-huh. I'll give them. I'll, I'll have us taking this one at home. Cardinals winning. Raiders and winning. This is this should make it four and two in the division if you split this way. Okay, Dolphins. <sighs> this is where it gets fun. See, I, I I'm not going to go fifty fifty. What if we go seventy <laughs> thirty? Because obviously, I'm, obviously, I'm not going to. Yeah, I'm not going to give it to Tua. All right, we're up to uh, ten. We're up to ten. All right, Titans. Titans just for losing AJ Brown, replacing it with Traylon Burks. I like the fact that they got they brought in Kyle Phillips in the in their draft as well. But it's just funny, like they don't have that much as it relates offensively, as far as the weapons that could beat you. But defensively, they do, and they just—they're a team that could just simply just smash the crap out. You're of You're banged up, ice packs yes. all day. So. I like the fact that this one's at home, but you know I'm gonna actually chalk this one up as a loss. Okay, Colts. I'll say we'll win that one. Rams. <laughs> I hate to do it, but I'm gonna take that one as a loss. Okay, Broncos. I know we gave it to them the first one, and I know I was saying I would split with Denver. So, and this would yeah, this final game. Mile high. Yeah, I'll give it to Denver here. All right. So that's 11 wins. Jake has 11 wins. First thoughts again. This is not our official predictions, but first thoughts, you've got 11. But the thing that's kind of nice is like there aren't any games that like I would be surprised if the Chargers won. 
you know, I mean, anytime that you could beat the Chiefs in Arrowhead, to me, that's a, a huge accomplishment for how tough it is to win there. Um, and then, you know, I, I probably even, I mean, de- depending on how the Rams are doing at that part of the season, I would consider that one a, a, a nice surprise. I mean, the Chargers obviously don't have to travel anywhere. They just go down the street, stop off at the 7-Eleven before they get to the stadium. Um, maybe if I had to pick one more, that would be considered a surprise. The Titans one would be a surprise, to be honest. I think Titans, Titans. I think just for their physicality of football. Again, it's Tennessee could be depleted exponentially from an offensive standpoint by the time this matchup comes around. And again, like I said, there's nobody, I mean, obviously outside of AJ Brown that they don't have a lot of volume as it relates to their producers. You have Derrick Henry and you had AJ Brown and that was formidable. That worked, but What's it going to look like now with another year under Tannehill defensively? Defensively is what I'm worried about with that team. So who knows what the hell is going to happen, but I'll, I'll backtrack a little bit. I'll just say that Kansas city in Kansas city is always a surprise to me when they can go on the road and win there. That's huge. Even, even though they do it, <laughs> even yeah. though they do it. Uh, it looks like Jake, we have someone in the, in the, uh, the comment section here, dolphins fans wondering Joshua Murphy. Thanks for showing up, tuning in. How confident do we feel about the matchup against the Dolphins? Look, it's this is going to be a competitive matchup. Again, for all of our wars between our quarterbacks, everything like that. Josh, if you weren't listening earlier, I said that they put they the Miami Dolphins organization have put two in the best possible su- position to succeed with all the weapons that they have put around him, reinvesting in the offensive line. Literally, this is the best situation that he's been in since his days at Alabama. He has to produce in this type of scenario. And the Miami Dolphins and the Los Angeles, or the Chargers, technically, have just had a long storied history between one another in some of these big time games. And this is going to be a huge game for both teams defensively here. So, does it does it bother me a little bit? Yeah, you got some familiarity over there with Tyreek Hill. He definitely knows how to attack this defense. But what's Tua going to look like at this part of the season? Can he make that next jump that everybody's been waiting to see? I would, I personally would love to see it because I want to see the quarterback battle between these two. And let's just see what happens. Yep. Yeah, it's um, it's going to be a while. That was honestly, that's that's one of the games I am looking forward to. That Dolphins game is going to be fun, and I know there's going to be some animosity in the stands. Um, I hope we can all keep it classy. Honestly, at games, usually most of them are. Great time, uh, but that's going to be <laughs> it's going to be fun. There's going to be some trash talking. For example, Brad Fuller, Tua will be the Jets' backup next year. <laughs> I don't think that, but it could possibly be the case. Uh, I'll admit, Joshua Murphy says I'll admit to being jealous of you guys having Herbert, but I'm a huge Tua fan. Great kid. See, that is respect. Diplomatic comment toward the quarterback. That totally is respect. All right with that. Yes, Appreciate and honestly, that. and honestly. There are millions of Chargers fans, if they're not lying, will tell you that they were really excited, myself included, at the possibility of having Tua. So, yes, revisionist history is a hell of a thing. Yes, hindsight's twenty twenty, But I agree. I like Tua. I think he's a great kid. I also think he's going to be better than what people are talking about. Uh, so, respect Joshua Murphy. Thank you so much. Um, 
we do love our quarterback as well. So, Jake, that is, uh, I think it's going to do it for live reactions, instant reactions of the <laughs> Chargers 2022 season. Jake thinks first off that we're going to have 11 wins, but again, we're not going to officially say that yet. But that's just my first reactions. Uh, we want to thank everyone for coming in. It's been uh, a fun time, been very busy for us. You're going to be seeing some pretty miraculous and fun uh, releases, some news, yep. some interviews, yep. some yep. collaborations, yep. some giveaways, yep. um, all happening here in the next few weeks. So be on the lookout for those. Um, LAFB will have some events going on as well. Um, maybe some signings. Um, we're about to have some fun. But but Jake, anything else you want to tell the great people of Bolt fam, Chargers fans, before we head out of here? Schedule's here, baby. Now let's just get on. We got rookie minicamp that starts tomorrow, Dan. Let's not forget about that one. So, hey, something to look forward to other than the schedule all of a sudden. But uh, <laughs> We're gonna, as Dan mentioned, we're gonna have a uh, a tremendous next couple of weeks with the guests that we're gonna have on the show. We're gonna be doing some great collaborations with some uh, other Chargers groups. I'm sure, you can kind of figure out who those are, uh, and some great giveaways on top of it. So we're very much looking forward to the off season. Uh, obviously, always looking forward to chatting with everybody here. Um, and then when we do public appearances, obviously, great meeting everyone as well. So uh, couldn't be more excited for it. 2022 is gonna be a huge year for the Chargers. And let's hope we can start off on the right foot. For Jake Hefter, his backwards hat and his two-third shaved head, you can find him at Jake T. Hefner on Twitter. Myself, you can find at Chargers Homer. Again, LAC underscore Unleashed is where you can find us on Twitter. If you have not already subscribed or hit that like button on YouTube, please do us a favor. Hit that button. Give us all the comments, reviews uh, on Apple Podcasts as well. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Shout out to Chargers fans. Shout out to the NFL folks. Shout out to the Chargers social team for that anime epicness. And we will talk to you guys soon on the next Chargers Unleashed.